All right, fine. Ready? Yeah. Good to go. All right, fantastic. <laughs> Let me I, come I, like, I like the vibe you are giving me. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy myself. Oh my goodness. Oh, fantastic. <sighs> All right. Hello, everyone. This is The Real Talk Podcast. I'm here again. Uh, I like to be here. Like, I'm really getting to really enjoy myself and the conversations that I have with friends and everyone who comes on this podcast. Uh, today, I have a very special person. Okay, why am I going to introduce him? I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, you know. <laughs> and I didn't tell him this before I came on the podcast, but I'm going to say it. So, there was, I think, about two years ago. Okay, so we've been friends for, on Facebook for about a few I don't even know because Facebook is just something else. Maybe a few couple of years, right? And we weren't so uh, we weren't really uh, close or stuff like that. I know that he posts a lot, and then he I'd say like mine some of my stuff, I like some of his stuff, and that was it. You know, about about two years ago or thereabout, I went to Abuja. Right, I left Lagos. I'm in Lagos, you know, Lagos center of excellence. Nobody should do that. Like, <laughs> just take it from me. It's Lagos, like center of excellence. And I went to Abuja for I think about uh, a few days. And I think on the second or third day, I got to Abuja. I think I, I don't know whether I posted something on my status or something that my Facebook didn't remember now that um, indicated I was in Abuja. Right, and he reached out to me and. Um, and asked us to meet. I'm like, okay, in this life, what kind of good person is? You know, they're not good people in the game, this life, I beg. Anyways, but we saw, and you know what? It was just interesting that somebody had never really had so much conversation. Fact, I'm not even sure we had had any conversation before then, before me going to Abuja. You know, he, he, he took me to lunch. Oh my God, I can't forget. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hey, yeah, guys, just welcome, welcome. Um, I you to the podcast. You're welcome, Rufai. Uh, thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Rufai is very soft-spoken. Like, when I wanted to get him to do this thing, I was, my, mind was, my mind was shifting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to have you here. Please, can you just do, uh, can you just introduce yourself to uh, uh, Good evening, listeners. Uh, as I was introduced by my good guy, Mr. Ola. My name is Rufaya Ali, and um, I'm a graduate of accounting from Bayero University, Kano. I'm also a chartered accountant. I was born and brought up in Kano State, and uh, I did my NYC in Oyo State. Uh, I think it's a local government area. I did my NYC there. I spent one good year with uh, the Eurobus. I like, I really enjoyed my stay there. So after my NYC, I started working with uh, Kano State Government. I worked with Kano State for 10 months before coming to Abuja and start my career as a financial guy. So this is a little about me. One of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with um, Ali, uh, with Rufai, is because um, so I, I I keep saying this, my one year of service, my service year was one of the best years of my life. And I, I'll say it, I'll say it until my last breath on this planet, right? 
and I served in Kaduna. I served in um, Kubao local government, Anchao Takalafi or something like that. I think. Yeah. yeah, and it was one of the best years of my life. Unfortunately, uh, that's not the predisposition of everyone around, and it's not a new thing. Right, it's not new. These issues have been on and on and on and on, like forever. We live in a country of about hundred and don't God knows how many ethnics uh, tribes are in this country. You know, and they said three hundred and fifty. How many? There are many, exactly. Oh gosh, and but we, we were still unable to walk together without. Um, finding fault with one section of the um, country or the other. The Yorubas who say this about the Igbos, Igbos who say this about the Aosas, Aosas who say... It's just, it's just an unending an circle of crap, right? And I know that um, I probably would not be able to say what I'm saying now if I didn't spend my one year in the north. You know, I would probably be able to say that for me, the people I spent my time with were one of the most, one of the most accommodating people, like ever. Like um, I'm a Christian guy, and I spent, I spent uh, at least ten months, nine to ten months, amongst Muslims that were northerners, and the kind of love and care. There were a lot of Christians there too, but the kind of love and care was just. It was it was really um, interesting, right? I, I, I loved it, and so right now I'm still in that place where I'm thinking. When I sometimes I'm on Twitter, and I'm wondering what is wrong with us, like for real, Rufai, what do you think is wrong with us? Well, actually, as you said, you sat in Kaduna States. My story is also the same thing. When I finished university, I stayed at home for like uh, eleven months before going for NYC. So during our on time, I don't know your on time, but during our on time, we have three choices to make, to choose which state do you want to serve. Mm. I choose two states. I choose Kaduna, Cross Rivers, and Oyo State. Oyo State is my la- was my last choice. Mm. So when the result came out, I, I, it was Oyo State. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I did my primary school in Kano, mm. secondary school, Kano, mm. University Kano, in fact, in the same local government. Mm. So when I came to my dad, I showed him the printout that, okay, that result is out. I'm going to your states. But please, I want you to talk to one of your people in NYST. Mm. After my three weeks orientation camp, I want to be relocated to Kaduna State. He said, what? I said, I want to be relocated to Kaduna State. He said, to do what? I said, sir, I don't want to serve in the That's south. That's said, right? Yes. What will happen to you if you serve in the south? I said, I had a lot of things about them. The Yorubas, they are not nice. He said, no. You need to go there and see with your own eyes. Mm. Don't, don't, don't believe on heresy. Mm. Why can't you go there? I said, okay, no problem. I'll go. So it was time for NYC. I started. I spent three weeks. I was posted to Isin local government. Okay, okay. Or your? Or your state, yeah. Oh, okay. Or your state, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when I came back for after my three weeks come, 
I met my dad. He said, okay, are you staying or you want to come back again? I said, no, let me just go and stay. Because I met some people there. They are very, very nice to me. He said, okay, no problem. You can go. So to cut the story short, I went back and I spent 10 good months without coming back home. Wow. So that was an eye-opening for me. Because I met different kind of people. Mm. I I had to stay with the Europas for good 10 months and it was it was an amazing time you know you know Europas there some of them are Muslims and some of them are Christians yeah, yeah but yeah. the whole estate it's 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 owned by a Christian mm. and one thing he used to do for me is every morning for subi prayer he will come and knock at my door I said yes sir Okay, come out. It is time for prayer. I said, okay, sir, I'm coming. Imagine he's a Christian. And he'll be waking me up to go and pray as a Muslim. <laughs> and I was like, wow. The kind of people like they are in Kano, they are telling me that they don't like you. You don't like your religion. I was, oh my God. This is a different world. What people are seeing is just nonsense. Sorry to say. Mm. And when I was there, my people used to call me, ah, ah. Yeah, yeah, kake. Yeah, mutananka. Meaning, how are your people? They want, they want to hear something bad from me that, ah, these people, they are not nice. So they are not treating me well. I will say, ah, me, I'm enjoying myself. Oh, don't worry. I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> ah, ah. There was the time my dad called me. My guy, how are you? I said, okay, sir, I'm, go- I'm okay. Are you broke? I said, no. Ah, ah. The money they are giving you is not much for his. I said, yes, it's not much, but I have a good daddy here. He said, ah, ah. You have a good daddy apart from me. I said, yes. This is my daddy. He used to buy yam for me anytime I'm broke. And his wife used to give us dinner. He said, okay. Did you see what I was telling you? I said, yes, sir. You are right. Mm. So when I came back, my perception changed about Nigeria. When you need to know people, first of all, you need to stay with them. Mm. And I think this this uh, bad image about others in Nigeria, I think it's we need to accuse or oh, it's a problem or oh, it's an issue that our forefathers developed sorry to see because at home they will be telling you negative things about other tribes when you walk out from your comfort zone and stay with them you will see different things mm-hmm. so i think we as the growing up youth we need to teach our upcoming youth or oh, our younger generation that look nigeria is not is not as bad as you think it is the people they are telling you about they are not that bad it's true that any tribe any region they are good people and they are bad people true but in nigeria i can see the good people are by far, by far much more than the bad people mm. you know the media will only take the bad issue about the society about the region true. and give it to others that's what they want that's how they will sell their story mm. but the good ones they won't say it out Thank God you serve in Kaduna state. Yeah. You see with your own eyes. Mm. And I serve in Oyo. Oyo? Am I right? Oyo, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just correct my pronunciation. Okay, I serve in Oyo and I have seen it with my own eyes. I know we, I know there's, there's so much cultural differences. Right. Exactly. Which is I in, if you ask me, I'll say it's fine. Because I think there is beauty in, in differences. I think there is beauty in differences. It's just for you to learn to, you know, tolerate tolerate each other, right? And that's where the beautiful, you know, um, part of it comes out. 
Now, um, what what exactly is it about the um, northerner, right? In your own opinion, that gives every other person that impression, right? That the northerner wants to rule over um, everyone. Well, it's not about the northerner wants rule over everyone. I think in Nigeria, we have two kind of people. Mm. We have the rich and the poor. We have the elite and the common. So, I will talk about the common people in the north, not the elites. Mm. Because if you have, if you talk about the elites, you are talking about the politicians mm. that uh, they want to dominate, they want to rule over the country. Mm. It's all the same with other tribes. True. The politicians are the same. But True. when you talk about the poor people, the masses, mm. you are talking about a northerner is someone who, first of all, I will, I will, I will, I will see that my people, they are very calm. Mm. And when it comes to politics, they are very, very like, how may I say it? They really participate in politics. Mm. So, we ha- you know, we have the largest population in the country. Okay. Yeah. So, that's what they say. I'm in Lagos. You know, I'm in Lagos, so revive. <laughs> yeah, you are in Lagos. So, yeah, I, won't talk about, about, I won't talk about population. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So my people, when it comes to politics, when it comes to time for election, mm. as soon as they start issuing voters cards, they will get their own. Mm. Because they believe on that, that this is their own right. Mm. So they will get their voters card. And when it is time for campaigning, our politicians will come and tell them, look, these people, I'm a Muslim. That's number one thing. I'm a Muslim. Number two, I am part of you. Please vote for me. Uh, and you say the other guy, he is not, he's not among you. He won't take care of you. He won't look at you. Don't vote for him. Mm. He will run away. He will not come back again. Mm. Okay. So my people will think, oh, the other candidate is not as good as this one, as he portrayed himself. So he will think like. Let me just go for this one. Why shouldn't I go for the other one? So this is for a common man. Those that are highly educated or those that are educated and can decide, oh, like they are well aware about Nigerian politics. They won't consider religion. They won't think of your tribe. They won't think of your religion. They will just vote for the best candidate. Remember in 1999 when Obasanjo came into power, the Yorubas didn't vote vote for him. But the Northerners, they vote for Ubasanjo a large number. During his own second term, they also vote for him again. And during uh, Jonathan's time, they vote for him. So it's not about like the Northerners want to dominate. It's not true. This is an issue about the politicians. The politicians from each and every region, from each tribe, they just like to dominate. They want to be in politics. They want to be in power. 
But the common man is just thinking of who will change my life, who will bring something that we don't have. So I think we are very politically aware that, look, this is the person. Let's go for him. I think that's my opinion. Yeah. No. Based on this, based on what you said, right? Um, what What's the issue with? Um, I, I think things are changing, right? But what's the issue with? And I know this is also a general issue around around Nigeria. But what? what how far with education and the the general um, young population in the north? Yeah. When it comes to education, you know, from the north, we can't say we are backward educationally in the country. Mm. But when we talk about Western education, mm. yes, I can say we are a little bit we are a little bit behind other regions. Mm. But when it comes to education, there are two types of education in the north: there is Islamic education and there is Western education. I remember the Christians too living in the north. So about Islamic education, the northerners have been so highly educated. Even when the Europeans came, they met northerners with their system of administration, with their writing skills and everything. But in terms of Western education, right from the beginning, from the one, when the Westerners came, it wasn't accepted. Unlike in the other parts of the country, like what's the, uh, what, what, what's the issue with accepting? Because so, so my, my 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 the reason I'm asking that question is because majority of what we have to deal with today, right, is yeah. there are issues that arise from the Western um, perspective or education. Almost everything that we have to deal with in life, right, to, as of today. Is it in the health sector? Is it in the development of our industries? Is it even in our Greek, right? Yeah. Most of what we have to use and the tools we have to use in terms of development are from are from the West. So, what what is the issue that is um, that is holding the North back from from pushing about accepting the Western way of life? Yes. Yeah, as I was telling you, you know, the Arabs came to the north before Europeans. Yeah. So when they came, they came with, they brought their religion and everything. Mm. So after the coming of Europeans, Northerners were like, "Oh, these people, they are not the Arabs. We won't accept their way of life." Remember that. Islam has been in the north for more than 100 years before the coming of Western, Western education. Mm. So when they came, they were like, they were so reluctant, or they were afraid of accepting the Western way of life instead of their normal uh, Islamic life. Mm. So I think this is the beginning of this uh, not accepting Western education, Western way of life. But as time goes on, the governments during that time, they tried as much as they can. Uh, they put to establish uh, primary schools, secondary schools, and some universities. Mm. But still, our people are more like they prefer the way the Arabs live their lives instead of Western way of life. Mm. You see that someone will have like 10 kids and he won't even take two 
three of them to uh, like uh, primary school. Mm. He prepared them to stay and read the Quran, learn about Islamic history, Islamic mm. jurisprudence, Islamic Sharia law, instead of sending them to Western mm. schools. Mm. But thank God now, you know, our people are like their eyes opening now and they are sending their kids to school. But we need more from the government side. You know? Mm. Where I stand, I think they had the, it, it was a community school. Mm. And within that community, they have like more than three or five community schools. So I think we need to adopt this kind of uh, issue, mm. this kind mm. of uh, strategy in the North. Let's also establish community schools. Mm. Let us start sponsoring our kids. We shouldn't wait for government to come and establish school in our community. Instead, why can't we establish community schools so that when it is growing up or when it is developing, the government will take over from the community. I think it's a strategy that we need to adopt. So Western education, or to develop Western education in Northern Nigeria, we need government support and we need uh, the traditional rulers too. You know, they, they have their own role to play. We need them to like make our people understand that look you need western education to survive in this world but are they doing that are they even interested in doing that yes some of them are doing mm. like the the post emir of kanu Sunusi. okay tried as much as she can to see that especially girl child education mm. has been calling for that send your girls to school allow them to finish secondary school let them go to the university, let them pursue their career, let them achieve their potentials. Mm. Do not get them, do not marry them off. You know, he was, he was, he was so passionate about education mm. when he was the Emir of Kano. And I think uh, Emir of Gombe too is mm. doing the same. I think uh, he has like more than 3,000 kids under his care. Mm. He's taking care of their school feeding, education, uh, school and everything. Wow. So I think some of them are trying. Mm. But what are we doing as a people? That's the question. What are you doing? We shouldn't wait for the traditional. We shouldn't wait for traditional. We shouldn't. We should. We should not wait for the government. Mm. You know, in your own capacity, how many kids can I sponsor? Mm. How many kids can I take to school? Okay, mm. if I cannot take care of any of them, mm. I can talk to the parents, explain to them that, look, the future of your kids lies on the education. Mm. Stop sending them to, uh, to cities for Almadrenchi. Send mm. them to school. They need education. So we as people, we need to work hard. We should not wait for, we shouldn't wait for government or traditional rulers to do the job. We have we have our own role to play. That is it. Wow. Honestly, I'm I'm I'm, I'm tempted to talk to, to touch on the issue of, of the Almagiri, but I won't. I'll I'll just <laughs> no, this one is an issue that we must talk about it. If you are if you want to talk about the north and the peace of the north, you must talk about Almagiri. Because I, I saw, saw it firsthand how these young children will be scrambling for, for leftover food, right? And I just, honestly, 
this is how many years after I stopped, and I still cannot understand why parents allow their children to go through all that. Well, you know, when you talk of Almadri, the parents, they will say, they, or they will back this primitive thing with Islam. Almadri, as we see it in Nigeria, Almadrenchi is not Islamic. Yes, the origin of Almadrenchi, I think it's a word from Almohadri, that someone who migrated from one place to another in search of Islamic knowledge. Yes. But are we practicing the Almadrenchi the way those days during the uh, prophet's period you know, they migrate from Mecca to Medina. But were they begging on the street of Medina? Mm. They were not begging. And among the Al-Muhajir, are they young kids? No. Mm. So how can you end your small kid of three years? Imagine three years. Yes. Yes. How can you send him like 500, 600 kilometers away from you? And you'll be, telling, and you'll be saying that this is Islam. It's not Islam. Under Islamic law, your own kids have rights on you that you must provide for them. Take care of them. Mm. Yes, from when they were born up to some age, like I think, is it 15, 16, or 18? I don't actually know this age, but you must take care of your kids if you cannot take care of them. It's not by force to get married and give birth to 20 kids. Wow. <laughs> to Islamic law, you can marry, you can only marry if you have the means to take care of your family, if you have the means to take care of your wife and your kids. You can't marry another wife if you cannot take care of the one you have. You must fulfill that condition. <laughs> but people are like, I, 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 you'll be, just be telling you that I, you can't stop me from getting married. From where? It's not Islamic. Wow. <laughs> As a husband, you have to be responsible to your kids. So going back to the issue of al-Majrinchi, mm. well, as an individual, you can't stop it. Mm. The only person, or the only Thing that will stop this emergency is when the government stand and said, "Stop, stop this practice." Yeah, I, I don't know what if the government is ever going to do that because, like, maybe at the end of the day, maybe they are profiting from it. I don't know. Because... No, 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 no. As at now, as at now, emergency mm-hmm. is not allowed in Kano. I think uh, even during this pandemic period, mm-hmm. uh, there are about. 500 or less than that sent back to their respective states. Uh, and I think Kaduna State too has banned al Majrenchi mm. and some other states in the north. The governors are trying, honestly, mm. for now. They want to stop the practice. If you want your kid to study, why can't he study at his home? There are so many schools in, in, in villages, uh, they used to call it Sangaya. Send him to and study there. You don't need to send him to the city and end up begging on the street. You don't need that. If you want your son to study Islamic knowledge, send him to a school 
close by. You don't need to send him far away from me. So I think our governors now, they are trying to ban the practice. I really they do. <laughs> they are trying to like reform the practice. Okay. Reform in the sense they are establishing schools, just like the previous administration of good luck. They established so many schools in the north for uh, al Majray. Mm-hmm. And they use the they, they call it Sangaya schools. So some governors are establishing such schools, like they are ju- they are just reforming the system, mm. you know. As long as it's better, to... yes. As long as it's better and it works for it works for the community in which those children are. Yes, to my own opinion, I think the reform reformation is better than um, just banning the system. Yes, mm. you can ban. The system, like, see, you can't, don't send your kids to far away from you. Mm. There are schools, the government should establish Angaya school in the villages, schools in the villages. In each local government, let them establish schools that will teach both Islamic knowledge and Western education. Um, I think that's if a- we have the schools, uh, there is no way they will send their kids to the cities. Mm. Let's sure. establish more schools in the, like in villages. Establish school. Establish as many as you can, mm. so that they won't mm. even have mm. any excuse to say there is no school. So that we uh, they they have to they have we have we have to take them far away from us because we don't have school in our area or we don't have school in our community. The government should establish more and more schools. I'm, I'm hoping that that happens now. Um, let, let me quickly touch on, I'll touch on j- just um, one other thing that has, um, that has me confused about how um, things are really in the North, which is the um, early child uh, marriage. Is this a cultural thing or is this a religious thing? Um, actually... It's neither our religion nor our culture. Where is it from? Yes. You know, as I have said earlier, that the Arabs came to the north so many years ago. Mm. And this is a practice among the Arabs, giving their kids or marrying of their kids at a younger age. They have been practicing this before coming of Islam, even before the coming of Prophet Muhammad. This is a culture with the Arabs. They will marry off their kids at a very young age. Mm. But they won't take you to your husband's house unless you reach a certain age. Mm. Some, as they said, it was 16, some 17. Mm. So during that time, they will just marry you off at like, let's say, nine years. But you'll stay with your parents. That's that that's like that marriage is just like a protection mm. for the kids, so that they won't be going out. So they will stay with their parents for some years before taking them to the husband's house. So this was before the coming of Islam. So even after coming of Islam, some of them they practice it. They continue practicing this uh, this this early marriage. Um, you know, some people used to say the prophet married his wife Aisha at the young at a at a at a younger age. Um, so many scholars talk about that. 
and but majority of them well they believe that he married her at the age of 17 some scholars said at the age of 18 so that issue of marrying his wife at the age of 9 9 i don't think it has like backing from islamic history mm. so coming back to the north they copied some of their culture from the arabs including this giving your daughter or marrying off your daughter at a young age mm. they just copied it from the arabs they will marry your, you marry your daughter at 9 but she will stay with you for some years before taking her to her husband's house So you can see it's not Islamic and it's so not... but, but, but what do we do to stop this? you know what it, you know what, the, my one of my very first um, experiences with, about the north I was I was very young I don't think I could have been more than uh, 15 or there about 15 20 you know was um VVF yeah um vagina vesicular or something like that which affects which which is something that affects um girls when they are not yet fully formed right and they have sexual intercourse with a man yeah so it literally destroys their um the destroys excuse me they are what they called um sometimes when they are they want to be yeah, there's complication when it comes to yeah. giving birth so what are we doing about this that's one of that's just one of the things that you know and i, I can't even say that this thing does this practice does is not over nigeria right marrying children of young age but it's so it's so uh, much <coughs> in the north what what are we doing about this Well, um, I will also make reference to the Emir of Kano. He himself, I think he called on some Islamic scholars to come up with a marriage the union, like a law, a policy of marriage in Kano state. He, it, was, it is a detailed document, and I think he sent it to the Kano state's House of Assembly. to pass it as a law before he was deposed so there he talk about there is need for government to to like put an age like consent age before you even marry your own daughter she needs to attain certain age some they criticize him that some kids are you know they they, they have the they are grown up before they even reach that age so what are you going to do about them Well, I don't know what happened to that bill. But what I think we should be doing now is we need orientation. We need to orient our people about the dangers of marrying off your daughter at a very young age, especially those that are very small. You know some kids at the age of 14, 15 you see them they are already grown up. Mm. But some at the age of, uh 15 they are still kids, you know? some at the age of 12 you see them very young and very small so we need to like orient our people that marrying up your daughter at a very young age you are risking her life we can control this vvf if we are so mindful our of 
how we give out our daughters. So I think we need orientation. The government should do as much as they can to like orient our people about the dangers of this uh, early marriage. And from our own side too, yeah. we need to to to, to encourage mass education. Mm. It's all about education. Mm. Uh, sorry to say, but we have so many uh, uneducated people here in the north. So we need education. We need to educate our people. When you're educated, there is no need for anyone to come and tell you that what you are doing is wrong. Mm. How can you take your nine, ten, or twelve-year-old daughter, marry her off at that young age? She needs to be in school. Sure. At least let her finish secondary school. Mm. You can marry her up at the age of 16, at 17, 18. Some countries, even in Europe, the consent age is 14, some 15. But at least let them finish secondary school. And if you don't want them to even finish secondary school, let her be matured enough to take that responsibility. So I know I'm putting you on the spot, like, <laughs> yeah, I know you're I'm putting you on the spot. And this, this is, this is, um, but these are things that I, I know, right? That um, some of the views that <clears throat> the other section of the of the country, you know, views the north with. These are the lenses that you know some of us, some of the people in, in the. You know, if I, if I probably I didn't met some someone like you and understand that well, I think this thing really is about um, enlightenment. I don't, I'm not even sure it's about just education because there are a lot of um, um, educated people who are who are just not who are extremely stupid, like for real. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not really sure it's just education. Again. So <clears throat> we also have to be begin to be able to raise that awareness. You know about. Um, what is right, right, and what is wrong? You know, which is supposed to be the function of religion to be able to call our attention to what is right and what is wrong. But honestly, I don't want to. I don't, don't let me lie to you. If I don't want to go to, into any religion issue, right? So I'm going. I'm just now. Nah, that's it's not working for me in any part of this country, honestly. Because if you see what religion should do, you know, as against what it is. Doing it, then you know that there's so much that is wrong. There's so much that is wrong. You know, right. I have this belief. I don't know if it's my own opinion, but Nigeria or Nigerians are very religious, but we are not practicing the teaching of our religion. Mm. I don't know what we are practicing, but Christian <laughs> Muslims they are they are not practicing the real teaching of their religion. Mm. We are just practicing something else, and. I don't know if we talk about it. Well, this uh, like the early marriage, the almajranchi we are talking about. My brothers in the south think majority of northerners are just practicing these things. Mm. I could remember when I was doing my NYC, one guy asked me, "So you are done with your almajranchi? Then you come for Western education?" I was like. Wow, so you think each and every northerner was was an almajiri before even acquiring Western education? Mm. This is wrong. Mm. It's very wrong. Well, that's that's what we hear. Minority practice shouldn't be 
affecting us, the reflection of the society. Very true. Very true. In my class, we, we were like more than 300 in the class. Wow. And about uh, half of us are females. Hmm. So it's not the majority of us that practice this um, early marriage, al you know, we need to change this narrative. Well, it's yes. that, it, that, that's the responsibility of, of, of people like you from the North who are young. Not people like me from the North, you media people. No, 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 but the responsibility lies on you. you see, if, if you believe in something strongly, right? I agree with you, but all these strong narratives, who narrative sponsoring? See, you can't sponsor a narrative that is not there. Yes. So if but you change the narrative Nigeria, from the north, Nigeria media, Nigerian oh, media, like it's, it's that's how media is everywhere in the world. They they okay. go for what is sensational, what it seems to be very interesting. So you want to change the narrative about what the north is doing, about how the north is. It must start from somewhere. It may take a while, but if it's consistent and it's constant, eventually, the story. Look at what is happening in America for crying out loud. Who would have yeah. thought mm-hmm. that things would go this way? It started out with just, just one person, just one person death, and people said, no, we can't take this anymore. Right? And, and I think that's, that, that's not just a northern issue right now, it's a Nigerian issue because it's all over the it's all over the place. There's so many you go on Twitter and you find somebody is accused of being a fraud, and this immediately they will say this from this part of the of the country. I don't know, I don't understand. They just call this guy a fraud. And the next thing they're doing is saying is Yoruba is Igbo is. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. We have a problem. Fact. That's yeah, we, a fact. Have. we have a problem. So the, for me, it's how do we begin to change how we do things? How do we change how we do things? How we see things? For me, that's that's my own. I, my court, my my part of it is to do whatever it is that I feel is right to change how things are. Right, and 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 that's one of the things that I, I that I'm, I'm I'm trying to do, having these conversations with you know people people who I I see have also an interest in making that change. Right. One so last. Honestly speaking, I think. Uh, you um, said, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I said this type of uh, like the way you are doing your things. This uh, kind of inviting people and talk about the real issues. Mm. I think it's one of the ways we can change the narrative. Can we can do? change other people's perception. Mm. So, as we said, we need to start from somewhere. We are starting and we are working on it. That's and it. You, you need media too to change the way they are portraying each and every region. They will say the Igbos, they like money, Yorubas, <laughs> uh, so many things, you know. Let's change said, this kind of narrative. But it's sweet. Okay, so it's, it's you know it's sweet. Yeah, it's sweet because if once you can say this, once you say this happens and you say, uh, "Don't worry, it's Yoruba," it's just it's because it has become the story, it has become the narrative. To change it is going to be hard, but we must do it because Nigeria can't. Uh, we, must we can't continue, you know. You know, with this with the same process, if you're looking for 
the country we can call our own in the next 10, 15 years. We can't, we can't, we really can't. 100 years. 100 years is too far. 100 years is, is too far. With what is happening now, right? If you're not careful, what will be happening in the next 10, 15 years in this country will be funny. Exactly. And, I and it, starts, it starts with where we are now. What are we doing to change um, how things are? What who are we watching over? What are we watching out for? Right. But anyways, one last, one last, one last, um, one last uh, question for you. So, as a young man in Nigeria, right? As a young man from the north in Nigeria, what one piece of advice? you have for um, Nigerians, young Nigerians? Well, my advice for Nigerians is we should, we should, we should accommodate one another. Mm. We need each other. And no reason Nigeria can stand on its own. We need one another. Wow. The North need the South and the South need the North. So it's left for us to accommodate and be kind to each other. Let us be our brother's keepers. Let us love our country and let us work together to make Nigeria great. Wow. That's a fantastic way to end this conversation. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Rufari. Thank you so, so, so much. I've enjoyed it. You know, I, I told you we're going to spend a few minutes, but <laughs> I told you it doesn't almost one hour now. Yeah, and, and honestly, I, I was look, really looking at the time that I said, okay, let me just call this conversation because we will go on and on and on and on. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank, Thank you very so much. All right, uh, yeah, welcome. Bye-bye. All right, guys, thank you for listening. That has been Rufai and you. Um, well, like, I guess, thank you, I... Talking about in the north and all the in Nigeria. Just listen to this. Let, let us change how it's working out. Thank you for thank you very much for joining me. This is World Talk Podcast. Ciao.